0: Hello beautiful souls, today's episode is very very special, I have a super special guest with me today, it is Elisa, she's actually a coach for people with eating disorders which is just perfect for our session today and she's also going to be sharing her entire journey, how she went from having bulimia, anorexia, binge eating to actually overcoming it at all and helping other people, especially women in that case, to overcome their own eating disorders and how to fight it to become fully free of food control and becoming just a new version of themselves. So this is a very vulnerable, but also really beautiful episode. And I hope that you're going to enjoy it. Hey, beautiful souls. I am so beyond excited for this podcast episode. I have a beautiful guest today. It's Elisa, and I would love her to introduce herself because she's such an incredible human from passion. So a startup. um, developer, basically, and I would love you to tell my audience who you are. Hi, Violeta,
1: Nice to hear you.
0: Um, I'm so
1: glad to be um, your guest today. And um, yeah, I'd like to introduce me for um, two or three sentences. My name is Alyssa, and I'm the founder of a vegan protein source called Viprosa. It's a food startup. I um, have with my boyfriend and since almost three years, I am a coach, like a mindset coach for women, um, having an eating disorder. So I worked with them pretty close for three years to um, get back to relaxed eating and also um, to transform their self images. And um, now I'm also starting with nutrition mentoring and like, get people to a plant-based diet so it's a bit in a transition right now my um my services but still i'm also um working with some women um on their self image and on their body so it's i think it's um quite similar topic that you discuss in your podcast um thank you for for inviting me
0: yeah that's so amazing because that's actually exactly why i wanted you so badly to have on my podcast because you're basically the perfect human being to be a guest you can like experience uh, you can like probably talk so much from experience and especially since you are being a coach yourself for um people or women specifically um i'm not even sure are you coaching just women or is it both genders
1: actually i did not um decide but it's Mm um 99 percent women
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: I'd say I'm a women coach
0: yeah perfect um so yeah exactly so you're basically literally the perfect person to talk to on this podcast and um actually just like speaking about this because you just mentioned it you said like you are not saying that you're coaching only women however I feel like most people who are struggling with eating disorders are more female I might be wrong so correct me if that's not correct but I feel like I'm not really like meeting a lot of males who are having eating disorders how do you experience that
1: actually it's a really hard question because i think that statistically also um the people having for example binge eating like overeating might Mm -hmm. also be uh, tons of men and this impacts really many people who are not always being categorized in the direction eating disorder which is sometimes even being normalized also like for example mm-hmm. in weights. so it's kind of normal to eat too much like um also the the body weight everything is changing and um, due to the industries and the offer of our nutrition in the Absolutely. but i think that um, many women really are suffering on mm-hmm. their, um, eating disorder or identify with having a eating disorder and um, I think especially in the anorexia and bulimia parts um, you mm-hmm. sometimes also recognize it from the outside so they are being um, also they have a diagnose um, so they really know that they are um, having a struggle with eating mm-hmm. and I also even actually I don't even like the um diagnose i really hate diagnosis and i think it's the first step in the wrong direction to identify yourself with having a problem like this or even a disease Um, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's a long topic but i'd say that it it affects both men and women but primarily I'm working with women because they feel attracted and um, they also watch more videos on these topics. I think that men sometimes are not that um, aware and not that interested in those topics and maybe also feel ashamed, but it's getting more and more also men um, being affected from bulimia and anorexia as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's really hard to put it into numbers, but it's it's a women topic um because there are more women on the market speaking about it
0: Yeah absolutely yeah I find it like actually so interesting because like once you started speaking about this, I was like thinking more deeply about it. And I was like, I bet it's like probably even equal. But because of like the society and like social pressures, like women are definitely being more pressured into like being skinny and thin because this is like the standard that the society is like wanting you to be. But for men, it's like not necessarily like someone would tell you, oh, I think you should lose like five kilos. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's like already like the first step where like women are like more openly affected like even though probably men like struggle with it just as equally but they just like probably don't speak up about it or it's not like as obvious and they would like not probably like identify themselves as like having any um eating problems um and you also just said that you don't like diagnosis that's really interesting um would you like to elaborate a little bit more on that
1: yeah sure because it's a quite a personal topic um to um to start, right, um, with all the stuff. I mean, um, I was mm-hmm. being affected from having bulimia for over six years by myself and um, everything just simply simply started with a diagnosis um, and it was um, like, um, in fact, my, my daily life was that I was dieting for several years. I had also some anorectic phases where i was running a lot i was um depriving on food and um all of a sudden i was um, being a um, work student so on my job when i was um um be, i i was feeling um, under um pressure um not not quite the opposite i was not being um needed I, I felt like um, useless there so mm-hmm. I was um, being bored and all of a sudden I started to overeat because we always had some sweets um, standing around and I was really shocked the first time when I started to overeat at work and I think it came from depriving and from restricting but um, what I did was um, I went on a treadmill I ran and mm-hmm. I deprived even more on food, and so the game began. And um, I I was really starting to hate my body because I was uh, um, on a diet all the time. And then I was talking to my mom and telling her that I think I have a problem with overeating and then um, dieting. And she told me to go to see a therapist. And so the only struggle I myself saw was that I kind of overeat, which made me really afraid and fearful of gaining weight. So mm-hmm. I was seeing her the first time and thought, well, maybe I go there three or four times and then I'm out and I don't have the problem anymore. And then she told me that I am I have a manifested eating disorder and she, um, she would consider to stop my studies to to yeah have a break and to go in oh, the wow. clinic and i was like in this moment my world was breaking i was mm-hmm. i was thinking that i am normal i'm kind of um fine i just have this problem and she was changing my whole world and i was so down that with this diagnosis i started to um been and not to binge but also to um, sorry i have to look up for the word okay. can you know so
0: um, ask you something in between sorry can i just quickly ask you something yeah. in between cuz you were saying that you were having bulimia for over 6 years and you said you have the, you had the diagnosis do you remember what time that was like when you had the diagnosis yeah, I, it was in two thousand mm-hmm. was- and fourteen. And said that you had already an eating disorder before that, or it just developed after the diagnosis more intensely?
1: Yeah, this is what I intended to say. Like I, okay. as I said, I had this anorectic phases where I was dieting strictly. I was losing mm-hmm. weight, but I was I was never underweight, and I kind of always gained my weight back. So I was around 56 kilograms. So um, I was a really active and sportive um, young woman. I, I Today I'd say I had a really good um, athletic body, but I was okay. always unhappy with my body and always wanted to lose weight. And so the only issue when I was seeing the therapist was that all of a sudden, after four years of dieting, I had this binges and they made me so out of control. And I thought it's just them being my problem. But she told me that I have an eating disorder. And after this diagnosis, I've seen her, I think, five, six times, but I began to purge after my binges. So I was being more afraid of gaining weight. And this branded me kind of. She told me that I have a disease or a problem and this made me change my whole identity and from today's view I know that this was really really bad because it made me so afraid of myself I didn't even know who I was so that's why why I meant that you have to be really careful with what you pick for tags or for labels. When you tell someone he's sick or he has a mental disease, I think it's really uh, no joke. And um, and this can also worsen the whole situation also, like by cancer patients, for example. But in my case, it was the mental thing. I'd say Mm -hmm. this was the point when my eating disorder or when I started counting the years so then I began to be bulimic and then I think the whole
0: vicious circle began. This is so crazy because you would usually think that like as soon as you get help, like you would actually become better. But like as you were saying that it actually just developed into like an even worse state from that time. It's like so, so insane. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah wow okay would you like to um speak about like the first years how like it all started for you and like just like of course like as much as you can remember because i bet it's also a lot of the things that you probably um are not thinking about or like hoping not to think about anymore because it's probably like quite dark times for you but um yeah i bet also there are like so many things that like probably in your head forever so I would love to hear your story. Like, I'm already having goosebumps all over my body um, and I'm so ready to listen to you. Oh Yeah,
1: it's it's a really dark chapter, but I, I'm really used to talk about it because I really want to speak up on this topic. So um, as I said, this was probably the starting point where the real severe story began. So um, I was breaking up with my first boyfriend and I'd say my motivation was also to have more control over my body so it was really like if I don't have him anymore I can have more time for myself going to the gym and control my weight so Mm -hmm. it's it's a real sad story Um, it was really egoistic I'd say so then um, I was focusing just on myself and my body and also in my studies my results got like um, medium, I'm, I was um, not that excellent anymore because I was just focusing on my body and um, losing weight. And then I also signed up in my gym for a hormonal diet, which from today's view was absolutely insane. So I was eating 500 calories. They knew I was being diagnosed with a eating disorder. And I was telling them that I hate the result of this eating disorder, and I want to lose the weight. Yeah, so they um gave me some globally, which um pretended yeah. my body to be pregnant. Then wow. they put, then the fat cells open, and I was losing lots of weight. So I only ate 500 calories. Then I went swimming two hours. I That's I was so doing crazy. everything. So it was really like. He, i was going in a totally wrong direction and at the same time i ended my first therapy and the woman thought that i was healed
0: but i wasn't then i was it just like became even worse right and yeah. 500 calories is like it's insane like literally for any human being it's like so much under the limit so like wow like uh-huh. it's so so crazy how like the human body is like even capable of like still functioning probably under like, that massive caloric deficit but wow this is yeah. just insane so
1: this was in 2014 and i think one year ago i ho- heard from this diet and it's being really popular so i also made a um, youtube video actually it's in german but it's the hcg diet which is quite known and really really dangerous so I was talking about it so <laughs> please uh, stay away from everything that is like that but I did it myself and um of course I gained my weight
0: back so um what was happening oh, that was not your intention or you wanted to gain your weight back no no I didn't actually I was
1: paying money and I hoped to hold the weight um mm-hmm. like the lower weight but i couldn't because it was too aggressive and too quick so um this was the time um uh, this is quite personal because um yeah when my mom realized that this is severe like um i was really in this uh, eating disorder she told me that she herself had bulimia for 10 years and even wow. like that, didn't know that so we, we were really surprised and I was um, seeing her every day to ask her, what can I do next? How can I overcome it? Because in my view, she had overcome it, but this um, mm-hmm. was weighing her down so much and she was suffering with me so much because she saw me, her daughter and everything she wanted was me to be healthy. So she was getting depressive. And from one day to the other, she was not at home anymore. She went to a clinic. And mm-hmm. so I was being the mother at home from one day to the other. I had to take care of the dogs. I had um, exams in my studies. My sister was, and my dad, they were really down. So from one day to the other, my eating disorder was like blown away. There was, I was just eating normal because I was in a shock mode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everything was just about my mom so i had everything under control um and i got to know my today's boyfriend so i was like um, i felt so um so guilty that my mom was not feeling good that i am stopped from one day to the other and i had my um i got to know my boyfriend and i was telling him about my um, story right away because I'm a quite honest person and I did not want to hide it. And then he gets together with me and then he's like being shocked that I had this deal with um, eating. But he Mm -hmm. accepted this and um, he loved me the way I was. So this was kind of my... I thought this is the ending, but then (laughs) I... um, I was, um, I moved to Madrid, the capital of Spain for my studies yeah. to do um, yeah, um, I think it was an um, four months. So I lived mm-hmm. there to do my studies and I was away from my boyfriend and I had no one I knew there. So I was alone and I was unable to care for myself. So I, i wanted to go home but i didn't because i was um quite um i wanted to um to do well in my studies so i stayed Mm -hmm. here but um i i suffered a lot there i felt like an anonymous i'd say like um i i went
0: one in a big city basically
1: yeah it was a big city no one was really caring about me so i had classes from 1 p.m until 3 p.m and that was it basically so i mm-hmm. came home from classes i binged like i went in the city and i bought everything unhealthy I i found and then i went in my room i purged i i took also pills um to um you know um how do you say um help you to get it out like flush yeah. it out or yeah. yeah yeah exactly so it it, it got re- I think it was the worst time in my life but I wanted to fulfill um, the semester and to exceed in my studies and when I came back I decided to go in a clinic And also, Mm -hmm. my family and my boyfriend supported it. And by the way, when I was in Madrid, I was not telling anyone that I was feeling this way because I was so afraid that my mother would fall back again because Mm she was up then. And I told, like, each time she asked, I told, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm really doing great. I love Madrid. And, but Mm -hmm. I was also being really absent and cold to her because in some part I could not be honest I was yeah it was mm-hmm. really difficult so I got back and got in a clinic but I only had four weeks to stay there because my study then continued so it was my semester break and um, so basically this did not help me so I went back to my studies and and then I kind of lived with this for several years I some times it was better but it always came back I think the longest time without a bin, binge or purge
0: was maybe 10 days or so so oh, wow. this seems to be so hard and like especially like having all these pressures and like not being able to talk op- openly about the problems because like dealing with it by yourself must have been like so incredibly hard like I can totally wow wow I'm like speechless honestly <laughs> <laughs> I, I also no like a really tell sense. like also
1: my my colleagues or my my friends in on my um degree they did not know that and yeah. i was on the outside i was being normal i had a normal weight sometimes i was losing a bit sometimes gaining but the internal fight and struggle no one was really seeing only uh, my boyfriend who was with me all the time and he was loving me unconditionally. So this was probably the greatest gift I got in the mm-hmm. whole journey. And, Shout and, out to your wife at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I cannot even imagine how it would be to do this for several years. And he caught me up all the time. And yeah, then um, in in in, as a resume i did i think three therapies and then i also began to being interested in um, personal development so i went to a seminar mm-hmm. from um, christian bischoff some germans might know him he was an athlete in um, basketball he was um, quite popular now he's a coach and speaker so i went to the seminar and he was kind of waking me up and there was a big vision I had to once also stand in front of people on a stage and to get people up to get them in their real power and I knew to get there I would have to overcome my internal struggle so I was talking with my therapist at that time um, and I told her about my dream to overcome my eating disorder to help other women to do so but quicker and more effective and mm-hmm. because i knew that that there has to be a way to get out more possible. yeah i mean yeah it i i wish no one yeah. to be in that struggle for so many years and Absolutely. so she told me well take your time first think of yourself but i was um I really wanted to do an education beside my job. Like at this time I was working at my job in Switzerland. I um, had a really good job and um, I decided to do beside that job um, further education as a systemic coach. And I was informing myself and this education Really caught my attention and attracted me so much. So I was talking to my employer and um, They supported me in in going um, 80% work time and I did this um, systemic coaching and during this
0: education. May I just quickly ask you, because I can imagine like a lot of people don't know what exactly a systemic coach is, would you mind just explaining quickly what exactly it's about and what's the difference to like another coach?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the, um, it all comes down to NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming, which basically says that our brain is being plastic and we can form new habits and also forget old patterns and um so we write our brains and the um which is um, special about systemic coaching is that you think of each one's um life as a system like um, being influenced by um, other um, factors like our family our friends our health our work so we look at the human being um not only um separate but in a system and we work value oriented and this kind of caught me like I really felt like this is um, a good way to have a look at um, issues so Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to just learn to be a systemic coach and by this education I run through the whole process myself so I was coaching the other attendees but they were also coaching me on my personal journey and each time we got together again for a new lecture i was getting better and better and this really helped me um with my eating disorder and my but my intention was to just have the license and to be a systemic coach and i never thought that this might also be something um helping me because i just wanted to help others but um i really i I'd say I really got um, this vision clear that I want to be a coach, that I have to look for myself first. And I was being so motivated that I overcame my bulimia in, I'd say, eight to ten weeks. So um, my my biggest goal um, on eating was to be an intuitive eater. I was really um, working or collaborating with my body. I listen to it really closely and to my satiating feelings and my hunger and i was um, having a diary to really um, record my hunger and my fullness and i my biggest goal was just to listen to my body again and not to
0: any scales or Mm -hmm. which would be actually the goal of like every one of us like just to be able to use your body because your body is a tool for everything your body is talking to you each and every day each and every moment and the goal should be like to work with it instead of like pushing your body to limits that it doesn't have to be um yeah i think this is such a beautiful goal and i really find it so beautiful and empowering that you were saying that you were not only like looking out for yourself but you also wanted to like immediately teach other people to do so like overcome uh, problems and like eating disorders which is yeah just so incredibly powerful and we need more humans like you in the world because people who are like looking out for others and like thinking about the future and trying to create an impact is something that's so so incredibly beautiful
1: thank you this this just went right into my heart (laughs) and yeah actually i know many people who have this common goal or this um collective um, goal but actually it's really important to put yourself first this is something i really had to learn so first yourself then the others and um it was really worth it i mean this vision i think probably anybody should have one really driven goal or vision or mission why he or she is on this journey like um, a clear Mm -hmm. picture why he's going through this whole shit I mean this was really the end goal so that this was also probably the reason I was doing pretty good progress and um then I signed up for an online coaching program to establish an online business like to automate webinars and to attract new mm-hmm. clients automatically. So I, from, from having an eating disorder, I was becoming interested in building a great startup and an online coaching program and to attract um, many people as many as possible. And to I started to work with women who were really um powerful and they they made um huge amounts of um turnover and i was feeling attracted to to build a business and i felt that i wanted to be my own boss and when i realized that um the next struggle came so i um, was feeling pretty unhappy in my job and i was kind of burning for my personal goal and my independency and to work with women and to have a good um online coaching business. So I kind of just jumped. I listened to my heart and I quit my job from one day to the other. Like yeah, I had to wait one month, but then I was out. And I even started from zero. Like I hadn't didn't have a final product or I just started to create a workbook then. So um I I was really like on my mission and vision and I yeah I did not want to spend some even some time on a work I didn't love so um, then the the next step came like my um, independence and working independently and then I was at home. From morning till evening, my boyfriend was out and I had to structure myself, my workflows, everything. And I mm. this was really difficult for me at the beginning to really
0: For oh, me to yeah, I feel you. Yeah.
1: I, start, I mean i was Mm -hmm. really overwhelmed and i was confronted with self-doubt self-doubt because this program (laughs) it was about like how can you do five figures each month uh, each month and i i was like oh i want that and i believe in that and i can do anything and when those figures did not appear and i had Mm. clients who are really like this is a really um a topic where you have to trust and you cannot just sell anything yeah. on your phone. It's, I, even my mission was also to help people. It's also social, not only a business type, it's also okay. hard business. So when those figures were not um, being shown up on my screen and I was like, um, confronted with self-doubt, self-doubt is, am I enough? Am I, can I really help people? Why don't they... Mm-hmm. They, they were not willing to pay or to invest in themselves and this is mm-hmm. pretty hard in this area because of course people having an eating disorder have a pretty small self-image and their own value they the self-esteem is lower than it should be actually so it was hard to get people on this train and so I um I was really struggling like I was um, I was I got into um the fear of existence because the money ran out. Um, everything went differently. I planned it. So actually to from today's view, it, this was good. but then the next struggle began and I was being confronted with fears I didn't know until that point because I had always the security and my income. And then, Actually, what happened was I was being so um, confused and so lost and unstructured that I fell back into my um, eating disorder, which at this point I didn't talk like just my boyfriend, but I didn't talk to anyone because this was the worst case worst case scenario for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I was already working as a... Um, as an online coach i was i was having some clients it slowly but surely was growing but yeah i was being um, back in my own um, patterns and this was the worst thing that could happen to me because i was like i'm a model a role model for other people and i cannot li- lie to them se- to their faces and tell them well you can overcome it uh, forever if I myself
0: was so insecure, so this must have been so hard for you. And um, how 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 much time was it like? How many months or years after you um, had overcame it did it come back, or have you had your uh, backfall? Yeah,
1: I think I was um, seven or eight months. I I called myself to be free from an eating disorder, uh-huh. uh, where I set everything up. I was like um, on. Mm. on a big high and then I
0: fell down (laughs) on my Mm -hmm. knees so um yeah how did you um see yourself like falling back into it like what were the patterns that you recognized like oh this is like not healthy eating anymore this is like something that I should be uh, taking care of
1: yeah i was um having so much pressure internally like i wanted to set up this and i started with a youtube channel and each and every time i was before a new um exercise or a new project there were coming those self-doubts like um who's really interested in you speaking about that and why shall you do this it's not Really helping others, or people are not interested in you. And mm-hmm. then um, I kind of dumb, um, numbed myself um, with food. So I
0: mm-hmm. wanted
1: to suppress those emotions and those self doubts. And I was eating. And then I was being so afraid of gaining weight that I purged I did um, excessively um, cardio. So I, I was in this fight again, like, um, yeah, I was overeating and purging. So um, this was the struggle, but I was so afraid to talk about it because I thought if I tell anyone, they will not believe in me as a role model or a coach anymore. I'm not that no. um, strong woman anymore. So I... Um, I did not speak about it until I went to a mastermind meeting in Athens. So in Greece, mm-hmm. and the two women I told you about um, who helped me to build up this online business. They yeah. invited me to get to, uh, to know them in person and to have a um, mastermind meeting. So I was flying there and then we had like an identity meeting with all their attendees and everyone was sharing a deep secret in this um, confidential room and then i started to talk that i built up my business and they helped me and that i fell back in my own patterns like the patterns i want to have other people and mm-hmm. Everyone, almost everyone in this room was crying, also me. And I, they
0: were, I would have been a person to cry (laughs) for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, that they were business people and some had a huge past, but they were feeling my pain so much. And this was the first Mm -hmm. time for me that the mask really fell, and they Mm -hmm. told me that. Well, Alyssa, you should talk about it. This doesn't 100%. make you weak. This makes you strong. I mean, exactly.
0: they told me that
1: so many coaches probably have their own issues, but they would never talk about it. Why mm-hmm. do you have to be the coach who's denying their own struggle? I mean, yeah. you have to. And they, they encouraged me to speak up and even talk about this dark mm-hmm. topic. So... I was being empowered to just be honest, which is my nature, I'd say. So mm. I, I was being released. So um, as they, they were um, accepting me and my story, I thought, well, other people might do so too. And I was being vulnerable. I was being honest to my environment. I spoke up to my mom. I told her about it. And I was like, Mom. I know this might hurt you, but you have to be like now strong for yourself and I have to be strong for yeah. myself. And, the, and I, I realized that she got stronger over the years and she could handle this. And I was asking for help again. So I knew mm-hmm. I couldn't make it on my own. So I traveled to Bali this is where we actually met i went to- oh
0: yeah i had no idea that this was like the time wow yeah no,
1: together La-
0: yeah that, this was the context
1: now you have the perfect picture so mm-hmm. i was like um craving the the joy and the lightness that um alisa also lived for me and i wanted that to be um yeah to to laugh again and all this so it the energy really attracted me so i traveled to bali and i had like it was from on um new years um new year 22 2020 i had a dream that i have to travel alone and this was Mm -hmm. like a big fear and the next day on january 1st i was talking to my boyfriend i think i should travel alone like one month without you and mm-hmm. actually he encouraged me to do so mm-hmm. so i was oh, probably yeah this was really like and i told elisa about it that i want to travel and to challenge myself and to feel myself and to to do a kind of self-love journey so Mm -hmm. she told me oh you have to do it and by the way we should meet when you come to bali so i Mm -hmm. meet and um, this is also where we um, met and i think this journey was probably the best thing that could ever happen to me so i was so astonished how loveful or how loving my my thoughts were on this um, journey i was i was feeling that i kind of could accept my body as it was and i was nourishing it and i was eating fruit each day and i was like mm-hmm. not restricting i was like being free of all the patterns and each day i woke up and told myself i just to just be kind to myself and just to love myself and It made me so easy to be in Bali with all the culture and people to celebrate and to live this way. And I think this was the major step out. And back home, I was also being supported by two friends who were coaches. And I was like really investing in myself and putting my health first. So um, before everything, before my business, before my, um, yeah, everything. each and every time and every day I decided to put myself first and within a couple of months I mean um, not so many months I was feeling free again and until today I can say well this journey was not easy but it was teaching me a new way of myself and I'm today I'm thankful that I fell back and that I learned more about myself and yeah now I can really um, be honest and talk about me being healthy nourishing my body and being um, free of these old um, patterns and Mm -hmm. I'm still working with um, people and um, helping them and But I also started um, a startup with my boyfriend and um, I got vegan, by the way, I mean, eight months before traveling to Bali, I Mm -hmm. changed to a vegan diet, which also helped me a lot with all those cravings and also the... I mean, not having to eat the food I was craving anymore was a big release for me because I went to the groceries and I went to the bakery and I ate all those healthy, cheap stuff and to not eat, have to eat it anymore was a big release for me and to become vegan and to um, nourish my body. So yeah, this is why we started a vegan food startup, by the way, because it helped me so much that i wanted to build up something new and um yeah here i am so this is my story it was all about being afraid of gaining weight and i'm so happy that you and your podcast are exactly talking about it that you
0: really
1: trust your body and that weight gain isn't something terrible no it's Mm -hmm. it's the opposite
0: exactly Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I think it's like so incredibly powerful. I believe that like anyone who just listened to this, it's going to be like, wow. And I thought that probably my journey is tough, but like listening to yours and obviously not comparing one to the other, but it's so, so beautiful that you're speaking about this. And I think actually that... Um, like when you had your uh, backfall that you then started talking about us, I think it's so important because now you can like even teach people even further. Like you can say like, even if you have a backfall, which can happen, you can never guarantee like a 100% Uh, success like there's always the chance no matter how strong you think you are or like whatever you're doing you can always like fall back into old patterns because you know how it works you know exactly what it is and sometimes it can feel comfortable and it's so important to like be able to get out again and again and again and like always overcome it and like always come back into healthy states and like recognizing old patterns and being like okay this is not good this is not healthy this is not what I want but I also know how to get back out so yeah I really appreciate you sharing your pure honesty which I also love I'm also a person that's like 100% honest I do not like hiding myself or like saying things that are not true because it will only make your own life more difficult I believe so being 100% open honest mask off is definitely what I support um yeah I have some questions for you I've been writing some notes Mm -hmm. um you were saying that you were afraid of gaining weight. Do you remember um, what exactly the cause was? Was it like people telling you that you should um, not gain weight or was it like you feeling not comfortable in your body? What exactly was like the cause of you? Like, oh, I do not want to gain weight. This is not my goal. A really good question.
1: I think um, it was just my own story. I was talking to myself over and over again that only Slim people are valuable. Like I am, um, I thought that being slim, having a, a pretty body, and being like really skinny is valuable and lovable. And mm-hmm. I think this really was a mis, like something that was
0: a misconception in
1: your brain. Basically, exactly. My brain was just wired like that, and um. I wasn't doing it for um, being accepted from others or from being loved from my parents or my boyfriend because I think the people in my environment, they loved me the way I was Mm -hmm. but I simply couldn't accept myself. It was really the struggle with myself so this was um, the problem. I was like Thinking, if I achieve this goal, I will be happy. I will be free. I will be this and that. But I never reached really that goal, so I was chasing it my whole life mm-hmm. until I got to the point I knew that this is not the way. I'm, I'm feeling
0: um, lucky and happy. And also, it's just not sustainable in the long run at all. Um, yeah, how it, does there- yeah? How did your body change, like, over the past years when you had, like, different episodes of, like, different eating disorders? Like, do you think that your body was also changing or was it, like, staying kind of similar? Or how did you experience that? And were, like, people noticing that your body is changing from, like, weight loss and weight gain?
1: Yeah, I think my um, – people are, are noticing um, that I gained some weight. I mean, I, I was having a pretty um, – slim body I'd say so I was um, athletic I was going to the gym and um, I also had um, an online coach for a time so I was tracking my calories and um, when I um, got back to these patterns until now I think I got um, I gained six or seven or maybe eight kilograms of weight but Mm -hmm. um this was due to my huge binges and i knew that because you cannot just purge everything out it's just not possible and it's just you are in your mindset you are just in lack all the time you're always lacking something so um when i started um to um have the food freedom again and to listen to my body again i kind of slowly also lost some weight but not like radically and I'm probably still on this journey to find my I'd say my um my how do you say it's uh, the um ideal body weight or yeah yeah, maybe Mm just yeah so I'm feeling more comfortable right now and I'm still really I'm loving doing workouts and uh, moving my body but not um
0: excessively or not uh under pressure to like achieve a goal that's not achievable even exactly like i'm being a team with
1: my body and i do it for my mental health and not for fighting Mm -hmm. something yeah exactly
0: yeah wow um i also wanted to ask you because you said that you used to be in a clinic and because i um, have never experienced such thing and i actually i don't think i've ever spoken to anyone because usually people are like super closed up on that topic and it's too personal for them to share and they're like don't like talking about it which is absolutely fair enough um but what exactly do you do there like what do, how do people try to help you basically
1: yeah first of all um I think the first two or three weeks I was not being able to see my boyfriend or my family to go home. I was like um, there and you have different therapies each day. So you kind of get a plan Um, in the morning at 10 a.m. You have water therapy, then you have group therapy and music therapy and i also had a personal therapy where i had my personal therapist and so it was like a therapy plan and in the water you kind of work with your body and um so i'd say i was being distracted pretty good like i was uh, working on myself but i it also distracted me a lot from what is going on internally so um Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I had some flashbacks or throwbacks in this clinic as well. So it, it kind of helped me to calm down and I was writing diary a lot. But also today I'm not a big fan of it because if you heal in this environment, which is totally possible, probably if you stay longer than I did. But if you heal in this environment, you will have to go back to your own environment again and many people i know many people fail back then when they Mm -hmm. get back to their daily routines and to their maybe triggering environment to their job they don't like they also have fear of getting back to the job and the expectations people have also like family members that they have to come back and being healed so um yeah
0: I, I hope I answered your question. So this is what Absolutely, yeah. um So because you're a coach yourself nowadays, do you implement any of the strategies or techniques or therapies that you've learned in the clinics? Or would you say that you have um, basically come up with like some better ideas that you think are working more effectively?
1: Yeah, it's it's really different methods I'm working with because Mm -hmm. I learned by myself that just talking about your past, which I did a lot. I mean, I knew everything, like how I felt as a child and blah, blah, but it didn't help me because I think if we are talking like we're talking right now, um, some different areas of our brains are being active. And if you really want to change um, the patterns of our brain, which are in the subconscious mind, we cannot just sit there in a therapy and talk about it and go out and something changes. We cannot expect that. It there has to be a deep change, and um, therefore I'm really um, I'm really um, loving the NLP methods and working with also our subconscious mind and Mm -hmm. um with releasing some um uh, i'm just into german all the the, um, vocabulary it's
0: um you're doing amazing by the way you're doing (laughs) so, so good thank you
1: it's like i mean of course we have painful situations and i as a coach, I release them with my clients. We travel back into um, situations, but it's not that we remember by talk, talking about it. I mean, the traumas which cause, for example, eating disorder happen between zero and three years. And mm-hmm. I could not tell you how my life was from zero to three. It, but our subconscious mind and our body remembers. And this is where we have to get to, to this point. So I think that, I mean, if the, all the therapies who are not working with the sub- subconscious mind and with the information that is being kept in our bodies, the um, emotions who are being um, stuck um, and caught in our bodies who cause a disease... I think mm-hmm. if you, if you cannot release those emotions and um, it's difficult to overcome
0: patterns. Absolutely. yeah, I believe so too. So um how do you teach women? Like obviously, there's like so many strategies that you're probably using and it's not possible to sum everything up. but like what is something that you personally find as like really helpful for other women to teach, or what do you personally use during your coaching? just like maybe an example or like something that you find uh, most helpful
1: yeah yeah i love sharing this because i think um you have to focus on what you want to build i mean on building the new so in my coachings we are building the new which is basically building new habits of coping with negative emotions and with um also coping with flashbacks, which are basically part of the journey. And um, by simply implementing some new routines in your daily life who strengthen your awareness, because we can only change our attitudes, our thoughts by being present in the very moment. So Mm -hmm. it cannot happen if we simply live in the past or if we are always worrying about the future. So it's really teaching awareness, uh, teaching um, strategies, quite practical strategies to overcome fears or negative thoughts and to establish a new self-image or identity and to have clear goals I think it's also important to um, have clear goals, but who come from the inside out and not like superficial goals, but goals of um, what's the person I really want to be. I mean, how do I want other people to perceive me? How um, how do I want to love and live? And I think these are some topics. I'm yeah, I'm
0: talking about or teaching in my coachings. This sounds absolutely empowering. Um, yeah, I totally believe in those strategies too, like building a new identity, no longer identifying yourself with being a person that has an eating disorder, building yeah, a new life basically. And it's totally possible. It's totally achievable. And I think it's also so, so crucial that we sometimes um, accept that we need some help, that we need some, someone external to keep us up because sometimes even if we think that we are strong and we might be strong enough but it's really really helpful to like seek out for help get someone who has already the knowledge and has done all the research and maybe has even gone through the situations that we are going through ourselves um absolutely (laughs) well just like, like you're like so incredibly powerful and I'm really glad that you're out there for people
1: thank you i just wanted to add something because you just made me realize which is also pretty important beside all the mental stuff is to pick the right food i mean because um there are food who who support our body healing like mm-hmm. also basically plant-based food but there are also foods out there who um, made it really difficult to make proper choices like for example um, industry sugar and Um, so it's also about what you put into your body because this gets your cells this gets your identity basically so it's a a, um, not only mental thing because um, food can also make us sick and if I think back what shit I put in my body it's clear Mm -hmm. that my system could not function properly so I really had to also change that and to pick or to make other food
0: choices and this is also part of the journey. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, You were saying that you went plant-based quite recently. Was it, um, did it have anything to do with your eating patterns or was it like for environmental reasons or what exactly was um, your why back then? Mm
1: -hmm. Great question. It's a really, really interesting topic. It was my hormonal balance. Um, So my health. So I am, didn't have my period for over two years, which made me pretty anxious. So um, they um, advised me to to um, skip meat, so to not to eat meat because they put many hormones in there and also you no know, dairy. So I was like basically, so if I skip that, I'm a vegan, right? So I tried to go vegan. It was um, the second time I tried it. Um, and all because I wanted to get my period back and to balance my hormones and after I went vegan um like I didn't want to do it from one day to the other but basically I yeah. was feeling so great and I was loving it so much so I kind of did it in one or two weeks i was basically vegan and i was feeling so energized and so great because i had my startup and i needed less sleep back then and this was so great for me i was so powerful so i had simply no reason to go back to eating meat and then i my um i was um reading about more about vegan diet and then the ethic factors were raising in my conscious mind mm-hmm. so were, it was making totally sense to me that now i am this is probably the reason i'm also sticking to it besides i'm feeling really great but um so i also made um an education as a vegan nutritionist which is really awesome but yeah it was my health and today luckily i have a regular and a perfect period i can say so it worked for me uh, even though i had to wait some months but now i am being my body is healed and he's um, balanced also the hormones and i don't need any animal products anymore
0: wow this is so beautiful i love that like it started in one way and then it shifted towards like another and yeah it's like so important to have like different areas of uh, veganism because if you're like sticking or if you're doing it just for one it's like really really hard to stick to it 100 percent i believe um yeah. yeah i'm so happy that you made this choice and i'm so so glad that it helped you obviously uh yeah so so incredible um, I think I have one or two more questions for you. It's like my list is like ongoing because you're such an interesting person to talk to. And I really, like I said already, appreciate that you're sharing openly your personal journey with us. Um, pr- like obviously there were probably so many benefits of like overcoming the eating disorder, being free from suffering. What are like the most severe benefits that you notice in yourself um, Yeah, that changed your life?
1: to be honest it's like in every area of my life i feel more freedom i mean i can laugh more freely i can uh, laugh <laughs> and love mm. <laughs> more freely so um i i feel oh, it's such a good question i mean it's i worry so much less and i'm I I have so much positive energy in myself, so I I can connect more to people because I'm not only in my in my internal struggle anymore. So I I love to connect with other people and to talk about this like we do in the podcast and to mm-hmm. to have the power to build my own imperium like um, our startup and to to be like this creator of my life. It's so powerful. I mean, when I think back, I felt so empty and so so um, weak. And now I'm quite the opposite. So the life force energy is simply like so high compared Mm -hmm. to back then that, yeah, I think um, this is basically like,
0: um, I'm I'm feeling just great. And it's probably also so many health benefits um, of like nourishing your body the right way and just like giving the calories that it needs and like not restricting eating great foods that like really fuel your energy levels. Yeah, I can imagine like you must feel like a newborn human being.
1: Yeah, I was um, because I knew that my mom got pregnant um, with me, hoping that I can cure her eating disorder. I swore mm-hmm. to myself that I won't get children until I got this shit out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted to heal first and not to have children to, to have them heal me. So this was yeah. a huge motivation. And now that my environment, my family, my boyfriend, everyone realized that I, they feel that i'm differently right now i'm freer and i mm. they, they feel that i'm free so um i um also got an proposal last month from him to oh, wow. Help him. thank you so this was this was i think the the top of my story i mean i knew okay. it was worth the whole journey when i was feeling ready to Do this step because I, to be honest, I mean, I, we love each other since day one, but I was not feeling ready for further steps because Mm -hmm. I was feeling not ready. I, I was not feeling enough because of this struggle and now i know i'm ready to um, do everything i and this is the best feeling ever to to know Mm -hmm. that you got it you you are healthy you can choose what you want you don't have to um yeah to wait anymore for anything
0: Mm-hmm. this is so beautiful i'm like so so happy for you how do you think uh, or would you like describe your current status uh, do you feel like you're 100 stable and how is your daily routine for example when it comes to like food and how how do you nourish your body nowadays after overcoming all that suffering
1: yeah um good question i i'd say i am healed and i'm totally free like 100 because i don't idealize um what normal eating looks like i mean normal eating doesn't mean you eat perfectly until you're saturated 100 and not more not less it mm-hmm. means also eating more sometimes and then probably don't have to eat um, for several hours and wait until you're hungry again so i'm not that perfectionist anymore so um of course at some days I kind of feel heavy because I ate a lot, and I'm like, oh, did I have to do that? But I'm not. Um, I'm not fighting about it anymore or struggling with it. I accept it, and um, basically, um, I love doing um, healthy routines to start in the morning, like a warm lemon, and. Um, um. Celery juice, When if I can, I enjoy it in the morning. Then, um, yeah, I'd say I eat three times a day, but also sometimes I like snacks and I prefer um, healthy food over junk food. I try to do own cakes or healthy bars because Mm -hmm. I always prefer this over the industry um, stuff. So this This is basically it, but it's like... Also changing when I'm traveling, I have different food options and I'm arranging the best I can to nourish my body and to um, give him everything
0: he, he wants. That's so, so beautiful. I think like it should never be the goal to be perfect because this will never be sustainable for anyone. Like no one is perfect. Even if you think like if you see people online, you they show their perfect realities. But trust me, it is not the case. Like everyone like on some days overeats on other days, the appetite is a little bit lower but it's so important to have a healthy balance and like knowing exactly that that's absolutely fine to feel different on every day especially we as women with our hormonal cycle we have like so many things that impact our appetites our food cravings and so many other things it's just like so important to be in tune with your body accept the states that you are in and just like knowing exactly that your body knows what it needs and being able to correctly listening to it
1: Yeah, you're
0: so right. That's exactly the way I see it too. I think I would have one last question for you unless there's anything that you would like to share before... No, nothing from my point. (laughs) Okay, I have one last question. Um, So imagine there is like someone out there listening to our conversation right now and seeing or like um, recognizing patterns of like an unhealthy eating food relationship and this person wants to like do something right now because they're just like so high to change something right now to like go somewhere, do something. What do you think is, um, what would you tell or advise this person to do at this exact right moment?
1: like i would advise to 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 seek someone who's working with them in person and who got who achieved the goal the person wants to achieve as well like seek out for people who are where you want to be and okay. They can teach you how to get there, and also be um, ready to invest in yourself. Like not only tiny amounts. I mean, you have to invest in yourself what you're really worth, and this is incredible. A lot. I mean, you don't have to to pay like incredible amounts of money, but you cannot expect from a 200 euro program. That you, you are healing if you simply follow instructions and do not work on your own patterns and your own um, lifestyle. I mean, I would really um, get someone on your side who is listening to you, who is there for you, who is... Coaching you and pushing you to your best version and then you don't need them anymore, but you really have to invest in your journey because it's so much worth it and there is nothing more valuable than your own health so. Um, I would do it again and again, and I invested, I think, more than 15,000 or something in my personal development but yeah it was worth it it.
0: yeah Yeah,
1: and you cannot just measure how much your worth is so just uh, look and see who who matches your expectations who who can support you but i couldn't make it on my own even if i was a um, coach already i cannot coach myself we all have wounds or Uh yeah um, stuff we cannot recognize by our own so yeah don't wait don't hesitate i mean start and you're
0: worth it absolutely i think this this is so so beautiful that you're mentioning this because so many people think that either like seeking out for help is a weakness to show or like that we are, should be capable of like helping ourselves. But it's so not true. Like it's so important to like get someone who like has the expertise on a certain topics, especially if you like no longer can help yourself because we all reach this point. At some point we cannot have like a whole library in our heads. Like there are just like people who are better and educated on certain topics. And yeah, it's like so, so crucial to reach out and like, recognize your own patterns in order to heal yourself and investing in yourself is probably the most incredible thing you can do because you're showing yourself that you're worth it and once you realize and recognize your own worth you will be willing to invest uh, money or whatever it is into yourself and it's going to be so so worth every single cent that you ever invest into your own health um what if someone has What if someone, let's say, is like 14 years old or whatever, has like no job and is like just going to school and has like literally no money and the parents are like not willing to support, what would you um, advise this person to do at this right moment?
1: Like um, some of my clients had at least one person who was supporting them even if it was the grandmother or the aunt or the Mm -hmm. uncle who um they had a good relationship with and if they i i cannot give a um a concrete answer just if Mm you are willing to do something or to if you are decided to do a program or to work with a coach you will find ways and this is your own responsibility but it's all like each and every person who wanted to, let's say, work with someone could make it. It's, it's just, um, yeah. It's just um, sometimes they are not worth investing in themselves, but they are maybe not aware of it. But I, I say every person has a um, will find a way. And even people who really were students and had re- literally very little money i even gave them discounts if they were really decided because i think it's not all about money it's about the mission and that they get out there so Mm -hmm. um, if they asked me or if we were searching for solutions we always found a solution like the ones who were really decided and i think then it's more than about just money it's about energy it's about who can help me and sometimes it's even the coach himself who i also had clients who were paying in seven or eight rates which is totally mm-hmm. fine and i tell them well it's not about the rates it's about you investing the money yourself mm-hmm. so i think there are many solutions yeah
0: i I was kind of hoping for that answer because I also absolutely believe that if there is a uh, willpower, then you will always find a way to go Like Nothing is lost just because you think at this right moment, you don't have the capabilities to do certain things you will just like need to figure out maybe it's going to be not as easy for you but there's always a way you never have to like just back up because you think you are not worthy or you don't have the capabilities at this right moment but there's always something that you can do but it's so important to still try and like still seek out and you will always find a solution no matter how impossible it may seem right now
1: yeah i mean if you have a look at um Addictive persons like also um, bulimia, they also have the money to buy huge amounts of food to eat it and then perch it in mm-hmm. the toilet. I mean, um, if you sum this up for one whole year, it is a huge amount of money they are just wasting so they also have the money yeah. for that and um, alcoholic people as well like you mm-hmm. it's just you thinking that you don't have the money. Yeah. there's
0: always a way just prioritizing your health instead yeah. of uh, yeah investing into your own unhealth into your own unhappiness Wow, this was such an incredible episode. I'm like so convinced that it will touch so many people, especially your personal journey is like literally so, so empowering. And you speaking out about this is so, so beautiful because we need just like more people sharing their own stories because through that, through our own experiences, we will be able to help so many others. And we are all in this together. We are not competing. We're always here to inspire one another, help one another, and support each other. So, I, uh, like I said multiple times on this. Episode Mm -hmm. I appreciate so much that you are literally sharing all of this without um hiding anything or being dishonest with yourself. That's so so beautiful.
1: Oh, thank you. I just I just listened to you, closed my eyes, and it went right (laughs) into my heart. (laughs) Thank you so much for those kind words and um, yeah, for giving me the opportunity to talk about it and
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, for this great um podcast. Mm-hmm. so if there is someone listening and decides on like maybe contacting you or like reaching out to you learning more about you how can this person reach you where where can you be found
1: um um you can probably find me on instagram my name is Alyssa underline body and mind and you can maybe um put a link in your um, absolutely chat. i will do and um I also have a website which I kind of I'm um, changing. So if you want to simply write me a text in Instagram, I think it's best. And if you want to talk, we can discuss there on um, which way we can get together. So I always offer um, a first free talk to just um, get to know each other. Um, right. So I can offer this to each and every one of your listeners. And I'm always, I always have an open ear for people who want to reach out for me and to have my first advice and to get to know if we can work together on their goal. So
0: thanks for asking and I think um, Instagram is- they will find me there. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely make sure to put the link in the description so that people can find you. And I really, really appreciate your energy and your time for coming onto this podcast. And I hope that you touch some people's hearts and some people's feelings, which I'm really sure of. And yeah, it was so beautiful speaking to you. Thanks again. Thank you. And also,
1: like, we can say that I also have a podcast I totally forgot yeah. <laughs> to tell. And you will also be my guest. And my podcast exactly. is a uh, Lightful Soul. It's actually in German. For those who don't understand German, I'm so, so sorry. But, um, yeah, I'm talking about lots of topics there. So if you want to have a listen to my episodes, please join. And uh, yeah, so this was it. Thank you for the uh, nice talk. And um, I'm excited to have you on my podcast.
0: Exactly. So if you can't get enough of us talking to each other, then there will be (laughs) another German episode um, following right after this, uh, which will be found on Alyssa's podcast. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.